I'm Brittany Wilson. I'm Nia Wasink, and you're listening to The The Nonprofit Nonprofit Reframe. Because we know that nonprofits and their staff are undervalued, under-resourced, and unrelenting. Welcome back to The Nonprofit Reframe. Happy Monday, folks. It is my favorite episode of the year today. Brittany, what are we covering? Giving USA. Oh, there's so much good data. I know. I can't wait. And I have not seen any of it. So I know nothing. You know nothing about what's to come. Nope. I know nothing. (gasps) Oh, it's so exciting. I know. Okay. So first off, I think we should like remember the context of what was happening in 2022. Because all this data is 2022 giving. So like record inflation, right? Like 8%. Good point. Yep. Good labor market, really low unemployment, interest rates, though, through the roof. Through the roof. Yep. And also kind of like the waning days of the pandemic, like there wasn't the constant coverage discussions. It wasn't altering our lives as much, but also the needs were less covered in the media. Yes, absolutely. So drum roll. Overall giving in 2022. Did it go up or down? I think it went down. Decrease of 10.5% adjusted for inflation. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, real bad. (laughs) Real bad. Whoa. Yeah. So all the things that you just said, of course, Mm -hmm. play a part in that. Do you think that there's also like donor fatigue after the pandemic, this like, oh my God, the house is on fire. We need money. Please, 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 please. And now it's kind of like the urgency isn't there. Yeah. My assessment would be three-pronged. Okay. We know economic uncertainty always pulls back philanthropy. Whether it's grounded in an individual's reality or not, folks are less likely to give. Number two is exactly what you just said. The house doesn't feel like it's on fire anymore, so maybe we don't have to be quite as generous as we were. And then number three is the continued rise of the mega donor that is actually decreasing other donors, not incentive, but like interest in giving. It's kind of like, okay, if Mackenzie Scott has this covered, do you really need my $100? Oh, interesting. Yeah, we're continuing to see a decline in our smaller level donors. Because people are, we're hearing in the news and on uh, media more often about bigger philanthropy. And so people are saying, well, I can't make any kind of impact like that. So yeah, interestingly, we kind of saw this in the Gilded Age, like we don't have specific data on philanthropy. And obviously, there wasn't the tax structure that we have today. But it feels like, okay, if these donors have us covered, like have our community's needs covered, why do they need us? Why do they need my little amount of money? Plus, you know, the cost of eggs just went up exponentially. So I'm just going to go buy those instead of helping my local food bank. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So every single category of giving was down. Across the board. Across the board. Every single thing. Okay. Foundation giving and corporate giving were the two areas that were less bad. Like without inflation adjusting those dollars, they actually would have seen an increase. But overall, yeah, giving is just down. For our Patreon subscribers, I'm going to actually throw the pie chart up on the screen. This is so exciting that we get to do this this time around. Oh, look at this. Yes. So they get to see the video of us recording where we have now shared the data. So this is our pie chart from 2022. $499.33 billion 
was donated. Wow. 64% by individuals, 21% by foundations, 9% by bequests or gifts after life, and 6% by corporations. Well, it's good to know that that 6% by corporations, <laughs> which is what it's probably the data point I use most frequently <laughs> when talking with clients, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't changed much. Yes. Well, and I've got some good data on like the overall trends in time, which we'll get to. Of course, though, I want to talk about like where those dollars went to. Religion was still the largest section of the pie, although that has been declining steadily over the last 40 years. So 27% of all philanthropy went into religion, 14% into human services, 13 to education, 11% into gift, into grant making foundations, which is fascinating. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is an a category that has continued to grow significantly over the last 40 years of data. And the report itself actually identified, uh, just in general, in all of their data, six mega donors, six people whose data was included in this analysis. Five of those mega donors gave into grant-making foundations. $10.14 billion from five people all went into that. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Was that where... DAFs would go? No, DAFs is public societal benefit right here, this 9%. Okay. So that's just saying that if you're giving to your community foundation or someplace like that? Yep. It could be your own family foundation. Oh, it could be. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So the big names you expect are in here. Bezos, Gates, Musk. The one mega donor of the six they identified who didn't put all of their money into foundations Mackenzie Scott. Really? Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? It's so interesting. So foundations saw an increase. The other area that we saw an increase in was international affairs. And the report specifically cites Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the floods in Pakistan as driving that. Sure. The area that saw the biggest decline, public societal benefit. Really? Yes. I'm so curious by that. The report didn't have a lot of good explanation for why that happened. They did say that there has been a decrease in like organizing types of organizations, which go in there as well. Like uh, any kind of like get out the vote, League of Women Voters, those kinds of things are in that category. But DAFs are as well. So I'm really hoping the decline, 15.2% decline, was a decrease in DAF gifts. Okay. Yeah. Arts funding is starting to come back. Oh, good. With inflation adjusted, overall giving to arts went down. But without that, it went up a little bit. We're starting to see some of that come back. Interestingly, education also saw a decline. But in a separate report, giving to higher ed is increasing. So what that says to me, if we've got one segment of education having increased philanthropy going towards it, the rest are seeing decreases. So right. Private schools, education-aligned organizations, public school foundations, those ones are all probably struggling a lot more. Fascinating because we have clients in all these different areas, right? So it's really interesting to think about them and Mm -hmm. anecdotally what we've been seeing happening with them. Yeah, yeah. I know, like it, it does give the data to give context to all of it. And some of them I was like, you know, I'm really not seeing that. You know, my human services organizations are actually continuing to see increases. Are they seeing increases in giving that is fully covering their inflationary increases in costs? 
Right. Probably not. Right. And that's the important thing to note. Like when we say adjusted for inflation, adjusted for inflation is a really important thing to think about when you're looking at economic data, because these numbers, they don't exist in isolation. With an 8% inflation in a year, the philanthropy needed to cover costs for an organization is 8% higher. And we're not seeing that kind of revenue increase. And that's just inflation. Like we also know that other costs have gone up that aren't related to inflation on the front range. Hiring for nonprofits is out of control expensive. Out of control. Do you ever look at those job postings and think, do I really still want to be a consultant? Because that pay looks really good. Oh my gosh, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Every week I'm having that conversation with myself. Have you adjusted your rates for inflation? Probably not as I should. Same. Notice, I'm going to make a note right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have you noticed that with, have you been helping clients with budgeting or anything like that? Yeah, a little bit, especially those who had mid-year budgets. So once that just got passed, there were a lot of discussions about like, how do we project forward? And of course, being the data nerd I am, I was like, I want to see the Given USA data before I give you any predictions on philanthropy, because I was assuming that these declines were going to happen. For those of you in fundraising, if you are not subscribed to the fundraising effectiveness report, I recommend it. You get these quarterly updates. What are donors doing? Are you having decreased retention rates? Are you having more downgrades, more upgrades? And so that's this nice um, marker over time of what is happening with philanthropy. So you can make more on the moment adjustments. So based on that data, I was starting to, I I was thinking that this was going to be what we saw. Yeah. A lot of that data doesn't have a lot of the really big organizations, a lot of the universities and hospitals, which just amplify everything that's happening in these smaller organizations. So when the fundraising effectiveness project was showing decreases in smaller donors, I was expecting to see this kind of play out in the 2022 data. Yeah. But while overall giving is down, it's still it's still showing that your biggest donor is the individual. Yes. You want to look at some data over time? Yes. Okay, great. Again, Patreon subscribers, check the video because um, I'm sharing some of the slides. So this is basically that pie chart of where philanthropy comes from over time from the early 80s in these five-year chunks. So if we look at 1983 to 1987, 81% of giving was from individuals. Wow. That's now down to 67%. Yeah. So, of course, there are two different factors, right? Did giving from individuals decline or did giving from other sources increase? And we're really seeing both of that those happen. Foundation giving has increased so much from 6% in that 83 to 87 period to 19% in the 2018 to 2022 data. Like that is just massive. That's wild. It really is. 6% to 19. Wow. We said with the 2020 data, oh my gosh, there were all these calls on foundations, get money out the door, go, 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 go. Right. All of that's going to get pulled back. But when we look at it on this format, you know, in a five-year period, that 19% is actually almost the trajectory that we saw it going in. It might be a tick higher, but overall foundation giving has continued to increase every five-year period. Yep. Let's just take a look at the bottom one there, which is my favorite to call out, corporate giving. Man, that has just stayed pretty flat. Yeah, from 6% in 1983 to 87 to 5% now. They go on and they've got some additional data. So corporate giving as a percentage of pre-tax profits for those companies. In 1986, 
it was 2%. So 2% of their pre-tax profits, not revenue, profits, right, was given philanthropically. So 2%. In 2022, that is 0.9%. No way. It is decreased by over 50%. You motherfucking corporations. Seriously. I hate you. How stingy. How stingy. Yes. Now, of course, there are other markers that we can be looking against. So overall giving as a percentage of GDP, it was 2% in 2022. The 40-year high was in 2020 at 2.3%. So we're not that far off. Like giving as as a percentage of GDP is pretty continuous. Individual giving as part of um, a family's disposable income mm-hmm. was at its lowest rate ever in 2022 at 1.7%. Wow. And again, like you and I have talked about this so many times, like how do you decide how much to give and what really is charitable? Okay, so disposable income, that's, you know, your net income after taxes, after you've paid all your bills, less than 2%. Uh-huh. Oh, that doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good for a capitalist economy. Yeah. If we were socialist, 2% seems totally appropriate. But we're not. And so our nonprofit sector is providing the basic needs that people need to survive. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So we're we're not going anywhere. The sector was not going anywhere at that rate. Yeah. Yeah. This is so interesting because it brings it back to a conversation I was having recently. I was working on um, a special district. Brittany, are you familiar with special districts? No, tell me more. So a special district is essentially a, a unique unit of government. So it's not part of your county. It's not part of your state. It's part of its own specific geographic area. And it's there to collect taxes on behalf of a specific purpose. So you'll see wastewater special districts, fire districts, library districts. I was working with a group to try to create the first of its kind in Colorado, an early childhood special district. Oh, wow. The state legislature approved it a few years ago. And so... If approved, it would have brought $65 million into a county a year for early childhood. You don't see that money in philanthropy. I was just going to say that is like truly impactful. Like that money is going to change something. It's going to move the needle. You think about like a major foundation with $500 million in assets. They're still only spinning off $25 million a year. Right. If they're just doing a full 5% spend. Those numbers can only be achieved through taxation. I mean, as if it's not clear, I'm a liberal commie <laughs> over here. You own it. You own it, though. But it, it is interesting to just think about like, okay, philanthropy, we, we dive into these data points every year. There is not significant change at the philanthropic level and therefore not at the like organizing level of getting shit done and fixing issues in our society. Right. But the reliance on these organizations just keep increasing. Exactly. Yeah. They did also cite in this, which I thought was interesting, there is a 3.4% increase in the number of registered nonprofits per the IRS. (laughs) So we just keep multiplying. Yeah, we just get getting more and more of them. So there are 1.48 million 501c3s as of 2022. And we talked about this, like of those 1.48 million, the percentage of which that are have budget sizes of like under $200,000 or something like that is yeah. like 90% of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
they also included in this, um, the annualized rate of growth for these nonprofits was 3.2%. Really interesting. So we're growing at 3.2%, but we're battling inflation Mm -hmm. at, what, three times that? Yep. And giving is going down. Yeah. That sounds pretty bleak. It's great. Y'all should hire a fundraising consultant. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's even more, it gives even more reason for why nonprofits need to work together. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. Like, if we get beyond the funder mandates around collective impact to doing it the right way, that is truly the only way we can do it. Yeah, no, beyond the funder mandate. So yeah, there is nothing more frustrating than that. Oh, my God, I was working with an itty bitty organization. And they were like, so I keep hearing about this collective impact thing. It sounds really great. And I was like, which foundation? Who told you? (laughs) Let's talk about the reality of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, we talk all the time on this podcast, how we discourage people to start new nonprofits, you know, and this is another reason why Look and see who else is doing work that's in alignment and see if you can just back them. Oh, exactly. And join forces instead mm-hmm. of starting yet another organization that has these kinds of odds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. Like finding these new, unique opportunities to collaborate and to to do things differently is going to be important. I mean, I also just feel like there is so much ego in the sector that is holding that back right now that it's going to be really hard to do. Well, and I mean, I guess I only know from the last 20 years, right? But in my whole experience within the sector, I mean, it's always been that way. And we can, you know, sit here and think through why that is, you know, going back to all of the main topics of, you know, scarcity mentalities and and feeling like you're having to fight for the money that you can get and what's yours and not being willing to care or not willing, being afraid to align with another organization because somehow they might get funding, Mm -hmm. your funding. I don't know. Well, and I also think it speaks to continued advocacy. So if we recognize that philanthropy isn't going to save us, what do we need to do at the local government level, at the state level to make the changes necessary to to protect our community. that That's what it all comes down to. I mean, I feel like the, the big takeaways for me from this report, first off, corporations can fuck right off. I have no time for you. Yeah, seriously. None. For fundraisers, like continue re- your retention strategies. If we have fewer people giving, that means the ones that you have, you want to hold on to so tightly. Mm-hmm. Make sure you are working on those stewardship plans. Do not prioritize acquisition strategies over retention strategies. You're going to need to do both, but retain your donors. Yeah. Work on those planned giving prospects because bequests continue to be a really strong area of giving. And I I also see that as like a way that many people, as we see this like further stratification of economic opportunity, giving after life might be the way that many people can give. Yeah. Get your monthly donors into plan giving strategies. Don't just focus on the the mega donors you have. And then work beyond philanthropy. Well, what about, I mean, do you think that organizations should really double down on their grant making or their 
applying to grants? Yeah. If you see foundation giving increasing the way it is? In general, yes. I would like to be able to parse that data out more to tell you what that's looking like. Um, You know, I don't want folks sending out a ton of unsolicited applications that are never actually going to get funded because funding is happening in such, you know, kind of siloed or kind of self-fulfilling cycles. Um, You know, we've got the the foundation DAF cycle that happens. So I, I would like to know more about what that what is really in that foundation giving. But to your point, like you also can't not have a grants program right now. Right. Make sure that you have some sort of prospecting every year so that you are looking for new foundations, foundations that have changed their giving priorities and really develop relationships with those folks. Yeah. I mean, that all takes so much time. And I mean, how many organizations have you worked with where it's like the executive director who's trying to do that at the same time as manage operations and programs and stuff? But I do think that if you're looking to expand your team, that's an area to not sleep on. Put some money behind getting people power to be able to do some of those things for you. Yeah. Well, and like really assess your fundraising plan. I mean, you and I talk to our clients about that all the time. Doing all of the fundraising poorly is not a good idea. Focusing in on where you have opportunities for growth and putting your energies there is going to be the most effective. So take the time, stop, assess, compare your pie chart to the Giving USA pie chart. It is not the end all be all because we also know that like individuals are more likely to give to hospitals and higher ed. And so that kind of, you know, shifts the data. But overall, take a minute, take a breath. We could all take a breath. That sounds really nice right now. <laughs> and look at your fundraising and make sure you have an actual strategy. Yeah. Like gone are the days you can't just assume there's going to be a 20% increase across the board in your fundraising. No. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. And doing fundraising the way you did it even three years ago yeah, is probably working less well for you today than it did then. Sure. All right. Well, there you have it. I'll throw in the show notes the link to Giving USA. You do need to purchase it to get access to all the data, but they have some of the basic info available for free. If you are interested in learning more, um, there are tons of webinars. I'm getting an email like once a day right now with the Giving USA data. So you can find out more. To come will be a deeper dive on the sources of income. They, they release those data tables later. So that's where we can really find out what is going on in foundation giving, for instance. So th- this is just the initial comprehensive data. Check out givingusa.org for more info, for past reports, for all your data needs. I mean, fundraisers, this is a tool for you to use, right? Both when talking to your board or when talking to your CEO. When it comes time to budgeting, to you know, Nia's point earlier of really putting some strategy behind your budgeting for the next year and not just kind of winging it, that there are some real obstacles that are happening in philanthropy right now that can affect your bottom line and what you're bringing in. And so you're going to want to be aware of that. And also, you know, the pressure that we get from, oh gosh, anybody and everybody around (laughs) who thinks that they know something about fundraising who are saying you should be going out and spending all your time talking to all these businesses, right? This is where you show them that pie chart and say, actually, let's focus on individual donors or actually, let's prospect some new grants right now. That made me think of the vine. Actually, we're going to focus on individual donors. Actually. (laughs) 
Uh, why isn't Giving USA sponsoring us? Side note. Uh, I don't know. So let's put that into the universe. Let's put that onto our fundraising strategy. Yes. <laughs> Love it. All right, folks, if you are not a Patreon subscriber, head on over patreon.com slash nonprofit reframe. Our manager and director levels get access to this video so they get to see me in my Sunday best, <laughs> a tie-dyed shirt from the Wilson family. Yay! But they also get to see the pie charts and all of that. Um, make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram at nonprofit reframe. I'm sure we'll be sharing out some data for you. Take care. Have a great week. Thanks, folks. Don't forget to become a Patreon subscriber for behind-the-scenes content starting at only $3 a month. Learn more at patreon.com slash nonprofit reframe. We would like to thank our sponsors. Brittany Wilson Consulting helps nonprofits raise even more money through fundraising coaching, training, and event production. Learn more at brittanywilson.com. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-Y wilson.com. Mission Launch is a Colorado-based consulting firm working towards social good in all sectors through fundraising, board governance, strategy, and planning, and equity support. You can learn more at missionlaunchco.com. And Jake Walker Music, who provides our theme music. You can find him at jakewalkermusic.org. Thanks for listening.